Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Tensions are once again increasing between the U.S. and North Korea. Today, American forces began an annual series of joint military exercises with South Korea. North Korea has responded in typically bellicose style, releasing a video that shows, among other other things, a missile headed toward the U.S. territory of Guam. It comes less than two weeks after President Trump promised fire and fury if North Korea continued its threatening behavior. The continuing standoff raises a number of legal questions. Among them, could the president launch an attack on North Korea without getting congressional authorization? Our next guest is someone who has been thinking about that question. He is Ilya Soman, professor at George Mason University Antonin Scalia Law School. Ilya, thanks for for joining me on Bloomberg Law. Let me just start with a core constitutional question and and put aside the possibility of North Korea launching a, a first strike. Could Donald Trump legally order a preemptive attack on North Korea without getting congressional authorization? I think not, unless perhaps a North Korean attack was imminent, uh, because the Constitution makes it clear that only Congress has the power to authorize the initiation of a war. Uh, However, it's possible that despite its unconstitutionality, Trump could potentially get away with starting a war without congressional authorization because adherence to that constitutional principle has been spotty in recent years, including under President Obama. Let's let's get into some of that history in a moment. Um, if it were a smaller scale strike, uh, is that something that that Trump could could do without going to Congress first? I think there is room for legitimate debate over that. Some people would argue, and I tend to agree with this, that there might be small-scale military actions that fall short of a war, and then perhaps the president could undertake them on their own. Maybe his strike on Syria a few months ago is an example of this. Others, however, argue that any attack on a foreign power, even a very small one, qualifies as an act of war. And if it's done to start a conflict rather than in reaction to an enemy attack or the like, then uh, it's a war and Congress has to authorize it. So there is some debate over that among experts. And you alluded to the notion that if North Korea were to strike first, then Donald Trump could could act. The, the president has the authority to act uh, uh, immediately in that circumstance. What does that mean as a practical matter? So one thing uh, North Korea has threatened is this idea of launching missiles that would land near Guam. Would that be enough to uh, allow the president to respond without having to, to get some, th- some authorization from Congress? 
It's an interesting case. As with almost any legal principle, there are going to be borderline situations which may be hard to categorize. I would very tentatively say that if the strike on Guam looked like it was likely intended to actually hit Guam, then that's an act of war, and Trump certainly could respond, or any president could respond. If, on the other hand, it seems pretty clear that all North Korea is doing is landing missiles in international waters, that's a provocative and ill-advised act, but in and of itself wouldn't count as a war because all sorts of governments have war games and military exercises in international waters all the time. Uh, I grant that while legally speaking, the two situations are distinct in practice, it may not always be able to tell the difference between them very quickly. Uh, and obviously, that creates a risk of escalation in, in, in this situation. So you mentioned past presidents, uh, and in particular, President Obama. What has been the norm in terms of uh, what presidents do when they are contemplating uh, some sort of military action? Do they go to Congress? Historically, when presidents contemplate a large-scale war or a military action that seems likely to result in a large-scale war, they do, in fact, go to Congress. That's what happened with the Vietnam War, with the two Iraq wars, and so forth. There have been a few ex notable exceptions to this, including, most notably, the original Korean War. Also, President Obama did not get congressional authorization for his war against Libya, or for the war against ISIS, which is currently still ongoing. Uh, so I think uh, the norm has significantly frayed in the last several years, and I was very critical of President Obama at the time, and as were a lot of people. Uh, and should Trump try to use those precedents to start a war in North Korea or anywhere else, uh, I think that would be a very bad thing, uh, even though Trump could potentially say, well, if Obama could do it, why can't I? Yeah, you, you suggested that Trump would be able to get away get away with it. As I think those were your words. Is there a way in which, if it's if it does seem clear that he is uh, going beyond what he's authorized to do, is there any role for the courts? Uh, is there anything Congress can can do at that point, or um, as a practical matter, can the president get away with it? I think whether he gets away with it depends in large part on whether Congress and public opinion decide to support it. So if Congress wants to prevent any precipitous action by the president on his own, uh, they can, for example, make it clear that they oppose it. They can pass a resolution to that effect. Uh, and similarly, the public, both politically weeks and the rest of us, the general public, also has a role to play. Ultimately, this is an area where the courts rarely get involved. Uh, the way constitutional constraints work here is usually through political norms. Uh, if a president senses that taking a particular action will be politically very dangerous for him. In most cases, he won't do so, though obviously, in the case of this president, his political judgment sometimes isn't all that good. Uh, but in general, uh, presidents do try to avoid doing things that they believe are likely to blow up in their faces. Uh, so if Congress, if civil society, if commentators like yourself take a strong stance, that makes it less likely that this president or any president will start a war that isn't constitutionally authorized. We're going to have to leave it there. I want to thank our guest, Ilya Soman, professor at George Mason University's Antonin Scalia Law School, talking about whether Donald Trump would have to go to Congress to get authorization uh, in, in the event of a conflict with uh, North Korea. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. 
At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.